tatted in red Remember Todd White Where did Eric Carlson eat last night? It doesn't matter if you ask It's the Chet and Luke Podcast Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode Emmons of the Chet Sellers and Luke Peristi System Cast. I'm your host and proponent of Guy Boucher's system, Luke Peristi, and I'm joined as always by the man whose warts were cured by Guy Boucher's system, Chet Sellers. And we're here to tell you about how Guy Boucher's system has changed our lives and how it can change yours. <laughs> how you doing, man? Pleasure to be here. You know what? I am so full Love of energy. I am emboldened. And it's all thanks to the life-changing power of defensive structure. Well, you know what? I used to think I didn't like defense until the Senators started playing it, and now I love it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I like more than a 2-1 game against the Buffalo Sabres. That's hockey to me. That's a hockey game you can set your watch to. (laughs) (laughs) The the 2000s are back. Yeah, gotta love grinding out those relentlessly competent wins. You know, I've heard a lot of people uh, complaining about how the Senators haven't had any offense up until maybe last week uh, when they handily beat both Carey Price and Tuka Rask. But the one thing I will say about the Senators' uh, pop gun offense over the course of the month of November is they never got shut out. And in that respect, they're not Vancouver. Yes. So, there you go. It is kind of, I think we said this last time, but it is alarming that wins against Vancouver count the same as wins over NHL teams. <laughs> <laughs> How does that make sense? Oh, I'm going to dunk on Vancouver until it just sinks into the ocean where it belongs. I'm going to do what that fault line never could. <laughs> Bury Vancouver deep in the uh, ocean. So, yeah, the Guy Boucher system seems to be working pretty well. Uh, he doesn't seem like the most fun boss, uh, although I do like how he mixed it up the other day with the quilted satin jacket ribbed turtleneck combo. <laughs> like, he was he was the number one local realtor if you are a magician. <laughs> Uh, dude was about to drop a hot lecture on geopolitics <laughs> uh, in the 17th century. Dude was like, like he looked like he was dressed in a way that the usual kind of Guy Boucher anger that he displayed on his face seemed to be because he couldn't find his brandy snifter. He was dressing like his alter ego, Clive Boucher. <laughs> who is a fan of smooth jazz. He was holding a press conference in order to hold court on Sade's later albums. <laughs> I mean, you know, from everything we're hearing about Guy Boucher, he does sound like a bit of a, pardon my uh, pardon my language here, I know this is a, a hard G podcast, but a bit of a hard ass, right? <laughs> and we've heard that even from, you know, some of these sort of very public subtweeting that uh, Matt Pumple did to the New York Post, which we can talk about. But when your boss, who's kind of a jerk, but guilt's results, goes out there in a quilted satin blazer, what do you do with that? Like, how does that not lose the room if you're an authoritarian coach like Guy Boucher? That's what I don't get. You know what? I think Guy Boucher said, you know, you've got 20 games to learn the system, capital T, capital S, and if you buy into the system, capital T, capital S, you will see results. And on game 20, the Senators beat one of the hottest teams in the league, in terms of uh, shot differentials anyway, 
the Boston Bruins by only allowing 20 shots. And you know what? Just call me the monkeys because I'm a believer. <laughs> I think that's right. I think they had a really good past week. And I think Guy Boucher probably said, you know what? We're through 20 games. The system is clearly uh, showing its results. You know what, everybody? It's the weekend. You know, take some time off. Relax. Put on your gong show hoodie and just take it easy for a day mm-hmm. or two. This is how I relax. In my quilted satin blazer. How do you relax? And I, I feel am... like he was just sort of like, come on. <laughs> like, he's, you know how, have you ever gone to somebody's party and you get in their house and you and you kind of look around at the decor and you're sort of like, oh, this is a weird place. <laughs> this person that I work with actually is a lot weirder than I realized when they usually just show up to work in a suit. I don't know. I'm going to slowly back away. Like, yeah, I feel like the, that the was phrase, The phrase sex dungeon isn't as inappropriate to describe this place as I'd like it to be. Like, I feel like that was Guy Boucher trying to like loosen up a little bit around the guys and the guys just being kind of like nope put it back in there Guy not a fan not a fan I don't know Uh, I don't know who still has carpet on their walls but it's gotta go Guy doesn't work Wearing a blazer made of a material that's not part of God's plan. <laughs> that thing looked like it was made out of that like heat resistant stuff on the space shuttle. Uh, are we um, are we really going to roast Guy Boucher's suit for ten minutes on this podcast? Is that what is that what we're going to do? Because look, I'm just I'm just I'm just warming up. I got a tailwind. I could do this, but I don't think I <laughs> I don't think that's what people tune in for exclusively. I think that's part of it, but. But uh, maybe not all of it. Again, though, like Guy Boucher's getting those results. I think he, I think he's earned the right to feel himself on a Friday. If if that's how Guy Boucher loosens up once things are good, I'm fine with it. The what I'm hoping is that the uh, Senators keep rolling, keep winning games. Guy Boucher loosens up a little bit more. He's showing up in like the shoes with fish in the platforms, like he's doing all that <laughs> stuff. You know, that's when I'll know that things are on the right track with this team. I'll tell you when I started to believe. I think th- this has probably been the best moment of the last, of November anyway. The LA Kings were on Canadian road trip, and mm-hmm. they're coming into Ottawa, and it was going to be their third game in four nights, and Ottawa was getting the backup, Jeff Zatkov, and Ottawa was well-rested, they were at home, and in my head, I'm like, this is a game you have to have. The Kings are one of those like real tough, grinded-out teams that'll just smother you until you tap out. But the Senators can't do that. they got to beat this tired team who's starting their backup. Like, if you want to be serious in the NHL, these are the sort of games you have to have. And Ottawa got scored on in the second period, couldn't get a goal back. Jeff Zatkoff even got injured, putting in a legend Peter Budai for the Kings. <laughs> that's when I knew that game was turning around. Yeah, I remember that's, Peter that, was, Budai. that was the TSN turning point for sure. That was. And in the last four minutes, the Senators scored two goals, and Mark Stone had a game winner that was just like the dirtiest, greasiest crash the net play with seven seconds left. And Ottawa took it two one, and I, you know, I was like, that's that's a character win. They didn't go away; they just kept on doing what they were doing, and they just trusted that the results were there as long as they kept on doing the right things. And I like that. I think that was a big wing for the team. I think that's when and everyone this- started to say, "Hey, there's something here." 
This team has had pretty good third periods recently, which was also kind of like a hallmark failing of previous Senators teams, which is that they would come out all like <laughs> they'd usually have a terrible first period that mm-hmm. have a great second period and then a mediocre third period. And mm-hmm. now it's kind of trending up as you go as you get deeper and deeper into the game. I don't know if that'll last, but this is a uh, this is a very different team than we're used to for a lot of different reasons. They're scoring less than they used to. They're allowing a lot less goals than they used to. Used to and they're just in weird in a way like Mark Borowiecki looks normal they can't score against backup goalies but then they light up Carey Price and Tuka Rask like it's 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 a very odd year and I think that's one of the reasons why people are sort of kind of in their feelings about this team because they don't really know what to make of a a Senators team that Guy Boucher has kind of they're the same dudes but like completely overhauled it is very weird up is down Mark Borowiecki is good Ryan Zingle is outscoring Derek Brassard and and Bobby Ryan. It's very weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Mike Condon is on the team. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> That's like that. That is actually kind of weird that Mike Condon now being the backup goalie and Andrew Hammond uh, getting sent through waivers to go to Binghamton against his will is like the fifth or sixth most interesting thing that's happened this month. That's that's very odd, man. You want to talk about small sample sizes? Andrew Hammond and Mike Condon have allowed the same number of goals. Only Mike <laughs> Condon's faced over three times the shots. I feel like what the Senators did was when they were sort of not sure what Craig Anderson's situation was and Andrew Hammond like was injured and you know was when he came back was probably going to need some conditioning. They just went out and they're like well the Hammond thing worked the first time let's just go out and find the most generic redheaded goaltender we can find. <laughs> yeah. They picked up Mike Condon and then they said wait a minute he's even more generic than Andrew Hammond and he's cheaper so let's just you know take this contract that we willingly signed and buried in the minors and go ahead with this dude if you squint it looks like mike condon's got a hamburger on his mask (laughs) if i were a backup goalie who didn't feel like i'd had a fair shot in my career not that that's condon condon certainly had more than ample time in montreal last year i would definitely want to come to ottawa just to try to capture that magic in a bottle i think if i was mike condon i'd be wild tight that i had to play behind pk suban instead of norris frontrunner shea weber in montreal (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> things get better as soon as the as soon as i'm gone yeah it's like high school you know he does have eric carlson now so he's not doing too badly the defense on ottawa has been very strange this year eric carlson's he's still getting his points but he's not he's not the same sort of uh possession driver he has been in past years can we talk about how eric carlson has already blocked like 80 shots this year like does anyone think that's a good thing <laughs> Like, he, like he's just doing it to set a good example, but he doesn't, like, his heart's not really in it. Like, if he remodels his game a little bit and becomes sort of more of a gritty defensive guy and goes to Las Vegas to accept his third Norris trophy over Drew Doughty, uh, but has to, like, use a walker to get onto the stage, like, does anyone think that's a good thing? I don't. The thing is, I think Eric Carlson can do anything he wants. You think uh, he's just sort of like, you know what, I'm going to try blocking shots for a while. Yeah, see yeah, if I he's like, like I'm going to be the best at, in the league at this as well. What are the things people don't think I do? Penalty kill and blocking shots? Yeah, I can do that. Watch this. Maybe he is, maybe he is just so talented that he can do that. But I sort of feel like at a certain point in your career, you kind of say, this is what I want to do. I blocked a couple shots. I know I don't like it. I'm not going to do it just because I <laughs> appreciate the challenge. That's yeah. one of those things that's not really worth it to me. Blocking shots is one of those things that old school hockey guys love. 
because it is simultaneously bad for possession numbers and has nebulous benefits in terms of intangibles. <laughs> yeah, and it uh, can also lead to all kinds of crazy injuries. <laughs> I don't want to tell you how to block shots, but I will direct you to Exhibit A, which is Ryan Dezingle's ear. Yeah. <laughs> I did appreciate the fact that he went, like, I think he added uh, Evandra Holyfield after that, being like, hey, now we're ear buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody actually published a picture of his new ear, but I was kind of, when I, you know, saw the Citizen article about, like, Dezingle's ear explodes and it's reconstructed and I clicked on it, I was kind of like, <laughs> if you ever click on a link and you're sort of not entirely sure what you're going to see, like, it could be just a normal story that Bruce Garriock wrote about a Senator's Game Report, or it could be like a Faces of Death video. <laughs> like, that's sort of how I felt uh, opening up that story about Ryan Dezingle's ear. But apparently the thing just exploded, which is fantastic when you then want to give Eric Carlson credit for blocking more of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that dude's proposed and has been accepted, so like, he's in the clear now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's been kind of a, uh, it's been a very dramatic time, right? Like, Carlson gets engaged, Zingle gets a job and gets told he can basically, you know, move in somewhere. Then he gets his ear exploded. That's like two years of Coronation Street right there. <laughs> like, that's a lot, that's a lot in a month, you know? It's, this is not your usual soap opera. This is one of those Italian soap operas. <laughs> and I know that, you know, Dezingle gets a lot of credit for being gritty and making it back into the very same game after he got his ear exploded. And I know that's all part of, like, hockey culture and being tough and all of that. But... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's why I could never be a hockey player. Because even if you do get your ear blown up by an Eric Carlson slap shot, like you're still not even like, you know, the number one ear destruction story in uh, the broader culture. Like you might be cool in hockey, but you're never going to pass Van Gogh. Like you're never going to beat that story. You're not even going to pass most rugby players, if we're honest. <laughs> no. Or the movie Reservoir Dogs. Like, you know, Dezingle's not passing that. So if you're not even top three after you get your ear blown up playing hockey, like, uh, Oh, I don't know. That's why I could never be a hockey player. <laughs> no, you don't get enough credit for your horrifying injuries as a hockey player. You're just expected to go back out there, walk off your ear injury. No, and if I were to list my top five body parts that I would expect could be described as blown up, the <laughs> ear would not be one of them. So good for you, Ryan Dezingle. Tough guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, please save your money. <laughs> I think you should get one of those nice, like, titanium reconstructive bits. Kind of like... It's over his ear like a sheath, and he's got, like, this nice little hooded silver ear. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like, if there was an equivalent to, like, the sort of front dental bridge that dudes can, like, pop in and out, mm -hmm. but for your ear, that would be that would be pretty cool. I feel like, and we've now been on this riff for however long, and Julia Robillard still hasn't come up. And if anybody's <laughs> going to if anybody's gonna help Ryan Dezingle rebuild his ear, it's her. Yo, that guy's got a endorsement deal just waiting to happen right there <laughs> oh my god can you imagine ryan dezingle with his surgically reconstructed ear modeling like i mean i hope that it hasn't resulted in any hearing loss of course but modeling the new robiard r37 like weird whatever the hell they're advertising that has like a bird chirping and everybody can hear it and it's fantastic oh man i want to see this like that is brand synergy in action like if, if ryan dezingle does not pick up the robiard endorsement at this point if he's not in the next commercial 
commercial standing next to her in front of like a holiday garland coming down a banister and he's got like an ugly Christmas sweater on and she's wearing like a really really tight white dress for no reason exactly that uh, that, that Robillard Bob is still fresh AF <laughs> you know if we don't see that commercial and he's kind of like you know got his weird stitched up cauliflower ear and then he puts the R37 in and all of a sudden he can hear children caroling like what are we doing here <laughs> Like, why are we even fans of this team if that doesn't happen? That's what I want to know. I wanted to, oh, my God, I'm getting fired up about this I wanted year. to get to the point where Ryan Zingle can't walk down the street in Ottawa without someone yelling at him, hey, say it. And he's like, oh, do I have to? He's like, yeah, say it. Say it, Ryan. And he's like, hearing is believing. <laughs> and then and then, and then, every, what they respond with is dot com. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a call and response thing. Come on, Ryan, make it happen. <laughs> this is why they traded Condra, because he didn't have that local endorsement deal. Look, if there's one thing we know about Jason Spetz is that the endorsements didn't save him. So <laughs> what didn't Jason Spetz endorse? So uh, so what else is going on? I saw that uh, Matt Pumple got claimed on waivers by the New York Rangers. Yeah. And can we just say a solid good luck in future endeavors, Matt Pumple? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I can't. I've seen some people saying, oh, you know, we've lost this asset for nothing. And hearing about Matt Pumple and worrying that we lost him for nothing and he's, you know, scoring goals for other teams is like an even lower stakes version of Jakob Silverberg. Like, I don't really care yeah. if Matt Pumple has 15 points for the Rangers at the end of the year. I would be, I, I don't even know if he's going to be on the team in January, right? You can't really blame anyone for deciding that, you know, that's that's not worth it. And if it works out for someone else, great. But, you know, we'd do it again. Yeah, well, look, Matt Pumple had his chance. He got, you know, put in a scoring role and couldn't succeed. He got put on the fourth line and couldn't succeed. You know, I do find it a little bit funny that for all the chances that he had he's now saying oh you know i never got along with the coach it's like well you kind of never got along with three coaches if that's the case so i don't know it's really the team's problem and if he had been re-signed as an rfa at the end of the year for i think a minimum of like 900k a year which i think is pretty close mm -hmm. to what he was making um he would like the team would have been roasted for that too you know like oh you're hanging on to this 2011 rebuild because he's your last player from that first round and you know you it's you got to move on you got to cut bait he's a sunk cost like that would have been the story if they'd kept him uh, you know now that he's gone through waivers it's sort of like oh well they've lost him for nothing but like who are you going to trade matt pumple to here's the thing matt pumple scored a goal in his first game with the rangers and increased his career point total by 17 percent. that's all you need to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's see you do it again pumple oh my god though um the senators play the rangers on sunday night right i know we're gonna run this monday so you know i'll try to act like we're not taping this on Saturday, and I'll try to speak in the past tense about the hat trick that Matt Pumple had <laughs> against the Senators on Sunday no, 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 night. No. You, you mean the Matt trick. <laughs> the Matt trick, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, best of luck in future endeavors, Matt Pumple. Congratulations on, you know, the shots fired on your way out of town. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. What, what's he thinking there? What's the end game if you're Matt Pumple and you're like, I'd like to throw multiple old bosses under the bus now that I've scored a single goal with my new team? Yeah, exactly. Now that I've been claimed on waivers by a team that actually has decent depth but just has a bunch of injuries, I'm never going to be moved again. <laughs> I've got it made now. This first place in the Metro Division team is going to keep me here as long as I want. Doesn't matter that a bunch of guys are hurt and when they come back, I probably don't have a job. Jimmy, Vessi, and I live together now. <laughs> I've got tickets for Hamilton. I live in New York. Oh, my 
God. Matt Pumple at Hamilton. So Matt Pumple has left town. Curtis Lazar has come back to town. I think it was important for Curtis to get out of the bubble. He hasn't been away from home that much. So now he's he's been across the border. He did his exchange and uh, he's come back with a bit of an accent. Yep, exactly. He's uh, he's familiar in the ways of Broome County. Uh, he's got his new, you know, truck from Donnelly Ford and he's, you know, back living the NHL lifestyle. And the senators said that they weren't going to call him up until he basically lit up the AHL. Uh, and three goals later, here he is. <laughs> so he goes in eight games, which is what counts as lighting it up in the Ottawa Senators system these days. So hopefully he's found his scoring touch. And even though he's currently on a fourth line with Chris Kelly and Chris Neal, I'm sure that when he's inevitably put on waivers and claimed by another team that he won't say that he uh, never got a fair shake uh, and got stuck on the fourth line. So that's the Curtis Lazar difference as far as I'm concerned. That might, that might, is that going to be just Curtis Lazar's ceiling now? Like if Curtis Lazar eventually turns into like Jean-Gabriel Peugeot, everyone would consider that a huge win, right? Yeah, I think even when Curtis Lazar was drafted, people were saying, yeah, you know, he's not a huge goal scorer and like quality third line center is kind of a good outcome for Curtis Lazar. And, you know, at the time people were saying, well, why the hell are we drafting a third line center potential guy, you know, in the first round? Like, why can't we find a better prospect than that? And the answer is because once you get out of about the top four or five of the first round, third line center is usually a pretty good ceiling for most of those guys, right? Yeah. So it's not like Matt Pumple was ever going to necessarily develop into a 30 goal scorer just because he was picked in the 20s. So do you think that Matt Pumple's biggest failing was that he did not fully put his trust in the system? (laughs) That might have been the problem. You know, it might have been on his third head coach and his third, fourth year kind of kicking around the margins of the Senators that uh, Guy Boucher said to him, you know what, as part of the system, here's what I need you to do. I need you to chip pucks. I need you to hit guys. I need you to play on the third and fourth line. Just until you get your legs underneath you, you understand the system. And Pumple might have said, you know what, enough's enough. And, you know, the one thing I'll say about the system, uh, you'll find yourself on the Rangers before too long if you don't understand it. I think it's really a warning to all of us that, you know, those who do not live by the system will find themselves removed from the system before long (laughs) i think we can accurately say that at some point the system comes for everybody yes all we can do is hope to buy into the system for as long as we can and hope we stay on his good side but you know even when the system inevitably comes for you or i you know it's not personal i am going to continue to praise the system and try to live my life as clear as i can but at a certain point you're right the system uh the system comes for everyone so best of luck to you the system and even even recording this i feel a little unsafe that's okay put your trust in the system and let me just close by saying good system to you sir the system is actually now telling me that i need to live on a commune in central california picking beans i I don't that's not a part of the system i was familiar with but that's apparently what uh what i'm being told to do uh so i'm being Mm. relocated to a work camp uh where i hope to continue to serve the system as best i can and i'll uh i'll see you and i'll see you next time if there is a next time all right at least you went willingly well i'm told if i work very hard i can have a blanket oh there you go far more than many people get all right well i'm shipping out this is a weird outro (laughs) (laughs) system be with you system be with you see you next time For a couple of fellers who both still live with their moms Breaking the town's local hockey team down with some microphones on No other-
other podcast was finer. It was more of a hit with the big rig diners. We never thought they'd make it past episode five. Whoa, somehow these dudes named Chet and Paris see our lives. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is there an NHL team left that would take a chance on 38-year-old Chris Neal? Well, I mean, there is always a chance that Vancouver says, this is what we're missing. Yeah, it's got to be Vancouver, right? (laughs) (laughs) But outside of Vancouver, I don't see it. Sorry, Vancouver. You know what? Maybe we should just leave leave it there. Yeah. We start start by dunking on Vancouver. We finish by dunking on Vancouver. And Elton Uh, John comes in with the circle of life. Which we can't get clearance for on this podcast. Major copyright. His his lawyers are a lot more on the ball than Billy Joel's. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel's still doing uh, shows at Madison Square Gardens, though. He's got, like, a ongoing residency there. Yep, and, uh, you know, front row center next month, Matt Pumple. <laughs> like, he's not going to Hamilton. He's going to Billy Joel. Matt Pumple knows all the words. Zabanajad is out at some EDM place in the Bowery, but Matt Pumple, <laughs> pride of, uh, where's he from? Kitchener? Front row center Billy Joel Market. I think I like him again. <laughs>